Hello, this is Erlene Howard, owner and founder of Collective Resource. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Blast off. Thank you. Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. After 20 years, still Chicago's only deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Saturday morning on 1590 WCGO. Chicago's Smart Talk. Good planets hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. And true currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine will... Good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main. They're sometimes called the odd couple, if only because the word aberrant doesn't fit in the logo. Here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Half forests, no wetlands, well, good planets are in the main. Right. 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 Hey, good morning. Wow. Nice day, too. I'm going to give a ding just to, just to the day. And we understand. I don't know if you were listening to the end of uh, Mighty House with Ron Cowgill when Peggy and I were on, but uh, I got a note here today that there might actually be a DeMaio sighting. In a DeMaio the, sighting? Here at uh, the very station. I don't think he's been here no. yet. He hasn't been to the new digs. And we're in our fifth <laughs> month, all right? We're about to go into our sixth month. He only lives in Evanston. Yeah, I know. You know like walking distance. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Rick. Uh, so, Thanks for sending him over, Rebecca. Yeah, really. So if it wasn't for Rebecca, we would never see meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Uh, but uh, today, uh, you know, on a beautiful day to, to be outside uh, and, and working in the garden, um, we have a woman who should be doing that uh uh, but she's sitting here with us, and you, you're actually kind of nice and dressed up. Uh, yeah, just pull that right over. Uh, Monica Buckley uh, from Red Stem Native Landscapes. Um, and um, would would you be out uh, doing something if you weren't here today on the show? We certainly would be. We okay. So yeah, you got a crew of thousands, right, that help you with this. I have three guys. <laughs> Great. You know, it's good to have guys sure who, who, who you can uh, send out to, to do stuff. Uh, but at any rate, uh, you get your phone calls ready, 847-475-1590, uh, because uh, we'll be talking native plants, but woodland native plants. Um, but not out in the woods. Not necessarily, but in your backyard, yes. because uh, I saw the, uh, which I have to call up, the uh, slideshow that Monica sent me in, you know, Parkways. Front yards, she can do that, you know. And a lot of folks in suburbs and um, city don't have a ton of sun, you know. They, they always talk about in the books about dappled shade, but they they never mention three flat shade, which <laughs> is when you're behind a three flat and you get sun like two days of the year. So what do you do when you got that? Well. Well, we call that freakish shade. The shade. <laughs> no, this is very. This not freakish. This is very normal in the city. A lot right. of places are like that. Yeah, right. Gangway well, shade. Yeah, I mean darkness, total darkness. We we use a lot of mulch. <laughs> Sorry to say, <laughs> but there's a lot of under the tree kind of planting that yeah. we can do that doesn't have to be. Uh, Pachysandra or Myrtle or we'll get into those guys yeah. too. The, those the, the the standby. I was walking by a place downtown the other day and it was just full of Pachysandra and I just went, oh really? Did you have to plant that? Because there's actually native Pachysandra, Allegheny spurge, right? Uh, which I've planted before and it's very cool. It's it's you know it's not glossy like the the non-native, but there you go. Well, I wanted to give a quick plug, though, for the people who did hear Monica's on this morning. Like, I got to go out in the garden and go to a plant sale. You can hear again tomorrow at one o'clock. We do an encore of the show. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, We always forget to mention that that lately the the folks at WCGO have been rebroadcasting the Saturday show at one o'clock. So what happens is we come in here tomorrow and live we do nine to eleven, and then (laughs) there's uh, Richie. 
Z, it comes on for an hour, and then we're back at mm-hmm. 1 o'clock. So, no, two, yeah. hour, two hours. There's two hours and then us. Two hours, and then, and then us. we're so, back at but 1. That, so, they, that's, that's really... so you can listen tomorrow, then, to yourself. Uh, if, if she wants to, but she might not want to. All right. Speaking of non-native plants, but a lot of folks like their lawns, here's a tip from Logic Lawn Care. Core aeration is one of the most important things that you can do for the health of your lawn. When you aerate, you are allowing the grass to breathe and then spread its roots without the roadblock of compacted soil. Aeration also helps control weeds because weeds love compacted soil. Did you know that this is prime time for core aeration when the grass is growing, basically? Call Logic Lawn Care and have them help you create a healthy and safe lawn. Naturally, go to LogicLawnCare.com or call 847-421-6500, 847-421-6500. The Sugar Beet Co-op is a full-service co-op grocery store on a mission to be a neighborhood source for local, sustainable, healthy foods and a way to connect farmers and producers to their customers. They've become leaders in the good food movement by being your one-stop shop for high-quality groceries and more. Join the movement. Shop the co-op. Sugar Beet Food Co-op is in Oak Park on Madison, just west of Oak Park Avenue, or at sugarbeet.coop. That's sugarbeet.coop. Uh, again, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Your phone calls are welcome. If you've got any questions about what we're going to be talking about, 847-475-1590. Uh, I, I got this wonderful email from our friend Jessica, and she won the plants, the bushel and berry uh-huh. plants, and she got a big package of them Ooh. in the mail the other day. And she said, are these all mine? Yep, they are. They're all yours. Put them in the ground and harvest some berries. Let's see what happens when you listen to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? That's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural, professional hair care products available to make sure you get exceptional color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins ordinarily found in hair color, perms, and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots offers non-toxic, vegan-friendly nail services. They've also just introduced a complete menu of natural hair care services for textured hair of all lengths. And how many salons do you think repurpose hair clippings, recycled product containers, and use LED lighting? Walk into 21st century hair care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at organicrootsecosalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty. You no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. If you're looking to invest in an electrical car or truck, make sure to hire a state-licensed electrical contract. The installation of that charger will require a permit in most municipalities. So make sure to check the ICC website for a certified contractor at icc.illinois.gov. You can also call DNR Services Unlimited. They've been a licensed electrical contractor since 1992. Visit their website at RestoreTheNorthShore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. It'll be easy to find someone cheaper, but a lot harder to find someone better. The daughter of the president requests your presence at tea. Alice Roosevelt beckons you to step back in time to 1905 at historic Fisher Farm in Bensonville on Saturday, June 3rd. The fiery and witty first daughter tells tales of her father, Teddy, her rocky relationship with her stepmother, Edith, and her romantic alliance with future Speaker of the House, Nick Longworth. Nestled in 100 acres of remnant prairie, the Fisher homestead has been beautifully restored and is just minutes away. Go to Fisher Farm on Facebook for more information. Your talk. This is your talk. Only on 1590. Your talk. WCGO Evanston, Chicago. That was my bad. I had it up where I just didn't have the on switch. Okay, we'll do it next time. (laughs) Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show (laughs) with Peggy Malecki. And uh, and the CD player. And CD player, which someday we'll figure out. Uh, Monica Buckley in the studio from Red Stem uh, Native Landscapes. Uh, did I get that right? You got that right. Okay. And you've yeah. been doing this for like, what, three, four years? This is my fourth year. Fourth year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's give you a... 
a ding, ding for surviving that long. Well, I was in the a sort of corporate environment, and I was in love with native plants for many, many years and mm-hmm. was following around another uh, native plant landscaper for a long time. And I just I just decided, you know, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And I jumped, and uh, it's been it's been fantastic. You know, I, I, I've had people over the years ask me about that. Hey, I want to get into the, the business. How do I do that? And is it going to be a good thing for me? And I'm my answer is always, I don't know. You know, it's 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 a hard thing to to figure out. I first asked uh, the owner of Possibility Place, which mm-hmm. is a wonderful uh, native nursery that sells uh, lots of plants, especially the woodies that are hard to find, the trees and shrubs. And, and when I first Connor told him, Shaw. I was, Connor Shaw. And when yeah. I first asked Connor, I said, I, I want to get into the business. And he said, don't quit your day job. <laughs> that, that's Connor. All right, yeah, that's but the way you know Connor what? I, I, had to, I could not do the day job and that, so I just had to cut the ties and jump. So there um, you go. The ties that bind. And yes. here we are. And here we are, and it's working, I guess. Yes. You know, and uh, I'm looking at uh, the slideshow that you sent me, and uh, you're, you're, you're transforming people's yards and taking nasty, ugly <laughs> uh, areas and making them look Lovely. And, you know, nobody's going to ever confuse them with a, a, a natural woodland, uh, but that's not the point. The point is, how do we get some natives into our yards so that we can feed our native species, our insects, our mammals, our birds, our reptiles, our amphibians, uh, all of that stuff. But it starts with the insects and works its way up because a lot of those plants are are food for insects. Right. Um, in the past, you'd, you'd read your, your plant catalogs and you'd, you'd see insect-free, and we always considered that to be a positive thing. I know. It's like, and, and, and one of the things you said, and I put this tip, if you go to MikeNovak.net and you look at this week's show, you'll see some of the, the plant names that uh, Monica suggests and some of her tips. And one of the tips is learn to live with some plant damage. Learn to live with a bite out of your plant. Yeah, the point is, if you got something that's chewing on your plant, you're making some insects happy, which is going to make some birds happy. That's a that's that's okay. That's really fine. Even the birds that are seed eaters, when they go to raise a brood of babies, they need those soft soft uh, protein uh, caterpillars. So we, we really have to provide the foliage for those little caterpillars if we want to have birds. And we're seeing declines in all these things because of various things, including broadcast spraying our, our crops with stuff that kills the, quote, weeds, unquote, quote, and uh, the expansion of um, human habitat, which includes only exotics, uh, you know, plants from other uh, regions, countries that do not feed our insects. So I'm saying, welcome to our own evolution. Let's 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 participate. Let's let's give to the insects, which give to the birds, and um, become part of this food web and bring it into the cities and suburbs. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and and um, I unfortunately am the um, the uh, pessimist in the room. I mean, I've had some uh, folks. We last week we talked to a woman who wrote a book, uh, Kylie Baumley, uh, on monarchs, and you know she says, "Here's what we can do to help." And I look at it and I go, "Great! If it works at this point, we've done so much damage already." And it's the same thing with uh, what we've done in our own backyards when we plant things like uh, vinca and euonymus, um, and 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 freaks, folks might not even know what those are. Uh, but if you say myrtle, they might know. If you say uh, uh, winter creeper, pur- winter purple winter creeper, which is one of the most pernicious plants, awful, awful, awful plants that you could. And you know, and it used to be, folks. Uh, I got this area, and nothing will grow in it. And they say, "Well, I'll put the euonymus; it'll grow anywhere." Yeah, it will, and it will take over everything, and it will climb up and kill your tree, and it will just, uh, it will climb over your fence, and it'll, and it'll kidnap your dog. And, uh, and it's bad stuff. It it's really, a bad guy. It really is. Nothing, guy. nothing can survive under it. That is, you know, you'd be lucky if a bulb comes up through it. It's certainly no ephemeral is going to survive that thing. So, and, but these are the things you see and people plant because it's quick. It's 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 down. It's dirty, and they figure, well, it's green. It's covering the area. It's cheap. It's cheap, uh, and that's all folks think about. Is it is it green and is it cheap? Uh, and that's what's killing us, and that's what's killing our insects. And we're 
rapidly losing biomass of our insects. And once they're gone, who knows? Then then a whole chain of catastrophic events unfolds. Well, I prefer to be, during the season, I prefer to, to, to be positive. See, and, to and there you are. And, that's... And, and, and I save my depressive moments for the winter. <laughs> um, I, so... do, I save them for when I'm on the air on Saturdays and Sundays. He <laughs> <laughs> gets a ding. Now, you know, and, no, but that's why I have people like you on. It's uh, we have to talk about this. Yeah. We we have to uh, we have to get the word out, and you can't do the same old same old and have us have the planet come through in any healthy fashion. So it means you got a you in your yard. What are you doing? Uh, as as Peggy's pointed out in the past, yeah, it might might provide a little habitat for a bird. Uh, in in the branches, it's not doing much else mm-hmm. except taking up space and and resources. Uh, so rip that sucker out. Uh, I talk about lawn care here. If you're going to do it, do it naturally. Don't don't put the pesticides on it, um, and and minimize it. Make it smaller. You know, and that's you know, if you like walking in the grass in your bare feet, I get it. Uh, let's do it smarter. We have to be smarter. And the smartest way you can deal with things is bring in native plants as you're talking about. So let's get to the idea of you got shade, you live in the suburbs, you got three flat shade, you got, uh, what did you call it? Um, oh, freakish, yeah. Freak, freakish, freak, freak, freakish shade. I like that. Freakish. And I talked about mulch because if you have absolute darkness, you're not going to plant, you're not going to succeed with these woodlands, which are tough, wonderful, beautiful plants that serve our wildlife. But there are certain situations like complete darkness that no plant will grow mm-hmm. in. Yeah. But these these um, areas where we have maple trees and we have we we have a lot of darkness because of the shade and a lot of dryness because the trees are like little straws. Um, we can plant the native plants. They are they evolve to live under trees and to compete with those roots. So that's that's the the secret. If you mm-hmm. if you prepare the ground for them and you put them in. Uh, they will they will do fine and they will be beautiful. That's the thing uh, that we're that we're always showing people and it's really been fun. So what's your 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 uh, Fab Four there that you hate so much? Uh, the vinca, the yeah, winter creeper. Yeah, there are there are four things that people put in places where nothing else will grow, and that's um, that's. Um, Vinca, which is myrtle or periwinkle, uh, Japanese spurge, which, which is the pachysandra, which will grow anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Not really. You know, I've I've seen real scraggly pachysandra. That's true. And right now, it's suffering from some kind of um, some kind of a scourge. We don't know if it's a fungus good good or reason not to buy it. Yeah, there's something going on with the with with the pachysandra. English ivy, terrible. If it's near a woodland, it tends to take over that woodland. Um, I have some photos of it doing just that. Um, uh-huh. So those those four, the, the Vinca, Pachysandra, Hedera, as the ivy is called, and Euonymus, winter creeper, which we've already talked about. Yeah, they are planted because they will grow easily and they will cover the ground. But um, there are many more creative things to do, more beautiful things to do, and certainly things to do to plant that will um, participate in the food web that is the, the Midwestern food web. And under trees, we have lots of stuff you can do. Um, lots of things you can plant that will be beautiful and uh, will last and that don't have to be watered after their establishment period. All um, right. Well, well, let's start there then because yeah. what you, you're telling people is, well, you really these are not the best ideas for uh, ground cover. So let's say you want a ground cover and you want a native ground cover. What, what are you starting with? Well, there are a number. Um, I, I, I want to say first that there is a thing called leaf compost, which um, all landscape supply companies have because there are a lot of leaf collections and these leaves are composted. Uh, that is a really good thing to put down, even like three inches of it and let it sit for a while on your property before you try to plant any of these things because your soil might be completely um, depauperate and have mm-hmm. nothing in it that's really worthwhile for these plants to grow in. So let's prepare the soil first. It's pretty easy. Just dump and spread this stuff around. Oh, you have to take everything out that you've got there first. Um, <laughs> but uh, there are, are several... Are, no, okay, then back up. Yeah. If you're going to take out everything you have there and it's in there thick, what do you? How are you doing this? Well, it really depends on what you have there. Um, we do a lot of digging up. 
uh, if there's, but that can disturb seeds, and so you you will have to watch for you will have to weed. Yeah, the first basically, year or when, so. when you're digging, you you're digging up weed right, seeds right, as well. Yeah. Right. So you if you disturb the soil, you have to be ready to uh, do some weeding, which isn't always a, a bad thing. If you have a really uh, shady area, you probably don't have much. You might have some dandelions, you might have some weeds, but get the get the weeds out of there um, by hook or by crook. You can uh, just shovel up your grass. You can also hire somebody to do if you have a lot of it to do um, sod removal with a with a, a sod cutter, mm-hmm. uh, or you can actually um, rent or buy your own sod cutter. There are ones that work by hand and um, and automated ones, uh, not automated, but you know powered. Mm-hmm. Um, but get what's out, get what's there out. There are some extreme circumstances. I really try to avoid it, but sometimes we use herbicide. Not generally in a shade garden. Um, we're talking about if we have you know. Uh, an acre of five foot thistles, you know, you're not going to dig those out. Uh, but in in the shade situation, generally you're just you're just hand weeding. Um, there's not much growing there to begin with. That's both a benefit and you know when it comes to clearing the area, it's a benefit. Um, but get some leaf compost on there so you get some biology going. Um, there's um, there's compost tea, which is great, um, but it's a little bit elaborate to create. But you want to get the biology going. So put down the compost. That'll get some microbes in there that'll help with the growth. It'll loosen up the soil. Because as we always say on this show, it's, it's the, the biology, biology, stupid. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Is there is there a cute little acronym for that? No, it's just well, there might be a ding. Uh, but it's no, the we're, it's the biology. Stupid. stupid. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's <laughs> She's not stupid. It's stupid. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> yeah, ITBS. That's not very catchy. It sounds. It sounds <laughs> like not. a an sounds, intestinal yeah. disease or something. Sounds like that commercial. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, get that down. And then you were talking about ground covers. There's wild ginger, which is lovely and will cover a lot of ground in quite a bit of darkness. Um, there are. There's. We talked about uh, the native pachysandra. Um, that's another one. There, um, Jacob's ladder, if it's planted close together, will close up. It's, it has a beautiful blue spring flower, and then its um, foliage has a ladder-like appearance, and it will turn into a ground cover. There are a whole number of, of um, plants that you can use for ground cover, but I really don't recommend a, a mono planting in a monoculture. Right. Um, that's, a, that's a really good point, too, because that's what people are used to is like, okay, we'll put all one plant in there and it'll just cover everything up and then we're done. Right. And some of the natives will do that. Um, some of the, uh, well, some of the ephemerals like, um, <clears throat> like bluebell, like Virginia, mm-hmm. Virginia bluebells they're will cover ag- an area. They're but, aggressive. But then they they're go aggressive. away. But then they go away. So in the situa- that situation, you want to plant something that likes that situation, like ostrich ferns. You have a terrible mm-hmm. situation, right? Well, Virginia bluebells will grow there, and then when they disappear, the ostrich ferns are starting to come in. So you can do complementary plantings where you where where you have a ground cover, the ferns, for example, and those are tough guys. This is for the toughest situation. You don't want to plant those ferns where you want to have diversity. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, they'll take yeah. over. But you can, they can live with bluebells. So you can have like a, a spring... Uh, blooming, and then you can have the um, the ostrich fern. But I suggest that you get familiar with our, our sedges. They are they are plants that um, there are about a hundred and fourteen native sedges, mm-hmm. and um, there are if you if you look that up, uh, native midwestern sedges. You know, Google it. Um, you can find lists of them and become familiar with what with which ones grow in the shade and what their heights are. There are a couple of my favorites. Uh, James sedge, it's rather hard to get, but um, planted in between other plants and along the edge of a sidewalk, it's about eight inches high and it doesn't spread. It's like a little clump. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a much easier to uh, find sedge, uh, Carex rosea, ra- rosy sedge. I'm actually going to, when we go to the break here, which is in just a couple of minutes, I'm going to show you a photo because I've got some sedges growing in my yard, and I don't know what they are. I just know that <laughs> they've been spreading like crazy, so I, I'm hoping they're not invasive and that they're actually something that is uh, something I want to have there. So that's, there, Yeah, there's some bad sedges, too. But I'm sure some, there are, I, I bet I've got the bad sedges. <laughs> yeah, but you can grow a lot of... You plants can put them there. Yeah, uh, you can grow... A lot of of natives in and among sedges if you choose the right sedges for shade. All right. This is the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. That is Monica Buckley uh, from Red Stem Native Landscapes. Our our phone number, 847-475-1590, if you have a question or a comment about what we're doing. Now, if you're one of those DIY types that I find so annoying... 
The May-June issue of Chicagoland Gardening Magazine is for you. There's an article by friend of the show, Michelle Byrne-Walsh, about making your own herbal cosmetics like moisturizers, hand soaps, bath salts, and evil, even facial skin toners. No mention of avocado body balm. Uh, and if you listened to Mighty House earlier, Robbie was talking about doing the very same thing. Uh, well, you can find this article in Chicagoland Gardening Magazine. Anyway, the idea is to harvest herbs that might or might not be ready to overrun your backyard, which is a reason to rip out mint and lemon balm and turn those terrorists into something useful. Speaking of useful, no need to use that word uh, to refer to my column on the inside back page of every issue. Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state garden. Gardening magazines, go to chicagolandgardening.com. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600, 888-265-3600. We're talking woodland plants, natives. Yeah, you need to plant them in your backyard. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki on Chicago Smart Talk, 1590 WCGO. Chicagoans are looking for ways to get healthier in 2017. Hi, I'm Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakening, Chicago's greenest and healthiest local magazine. And if you want to reach this growing wellness market, you need to get your business in front of our 80,000 monthly readers. Why? Because our advertisers tell us our targeted readers are committed to improving their health and taking action. They're looking for holistic wellness practitioners, integrative doctors and dentists, nutritionists, health and lifestyle coaches, yoga classes, green landscapers, even home improvement and energy efficiency experts. Our dedicated readers pick up their free copies each month from more than 1,100 locations throughout the city and suburbs because they know it's the best source for information about healthy, green living in Chicago. Call me today at 847-858-3697 to learn more. That's 847-858-3697. And check us out at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good, live simply, laugh more. Do you remember when you were a kid and monarchs and other butterflies were everywhere? When's the last time you even saw a monarch? It's time to get back to nature and enjoy its elegance. Natural Communities Native Plants can help. Get rid of those pesticides and plant a wildflower sanctuary in your own backyard. Sit back and watch the birds and bees and, yes, monarchs. Established native plants require less maintenance, no watering, and fertilizers. Necessary and beautiful, they are a lazy gardener's dream. What's not to like? Natural Communities has more than 200 species of hard-to-find true native flowers, grasses, shrubs, trees, and seed. They can please everyone, from the nerdiest native plant geek to the novice. They even have native garden kits for beginners. And until May 31st, mention the Mike Novak Show and get 10% off any plant purchase. Get back to nature. Go to naturalcommunities.net. That's naturalcommunities.net. This is your talk. You want to just put in hashtags in any of your social media. Hashtag 1590WCGO. Evanston, Chicago. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki on a beautiful Yay. Saturday morning in Chicago. Monica Buckley is in the studio, and uh, we invited people to call us at 847-475-1590. And Fran has done that from Manhattan. Fran, you're on the Mike Novak Show. Good morning. Hey, people. Good morning. Uh, and, and you are fellow peeps, kindred spirits. Uh, uh, I... but. 27 years ago, I bought 10 acres way south down here near Wilmington, and I've been doing pretty much what your guests have been saying. I, so I'm not going to repeat, you know, uh, but I did accidentally come across a ground cover. It, uh, every time I look at it, it, it makes me smile because it's a complete accident. It covers the ground weed tight while it's setting itself up, you uh-huh. have to pull a weed or two. But it's the common blue 
violets. I was just going to talk about violets, Fran, <laughs> because violets violets are the only plant that the fritillaries, which is a whole um, yep. bunch of butterflies, can eat. We have the we have the greater spangled fritillary. I was going to say before we leave the ground covers, let's talk about violets, which people vilify because if you're trying to have a lawn and you have violets in it, it takes Understood. over. Understood. It's beautiful. Uh, I I've been planting it in areas where I I just want to I want to kill a number of birds with one stone. Number one, habitat uh, 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 services, and uh, it covers the ground. It's eventually weed tight, and it, it it's it's just stunning, stunning in a in a large mass. It, mm-hmm. When it blooms, it's really beautiful. I, I, I am going to interplant among it uh, things like wild geranium, uh, you know, geranium maculatum, and uh, and uh, I'm I'm letting it fight it out with another rather taller ground cover called uh, 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 Canada anemone, anemone canadensis. And it also, once it's established, is absolutely weed tight. But you have to be careful about where you put it. You do. Otherwise, you don't want to put it in a little suburban yard or a. Or yeah. You don't want to. <laughs> 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 well, thug, you could, but you won't have anything else. Yeah. yeah. It's that yeah. is a very aggressive plant. But if you if you have a really terrible area and you have ten acres, you can you should certainly plant some of it. But that's a good one to plant with vi- with violets. But but and that's a really good point. Is uh, you mentioned that even natives can be uh, a little thuggish. Uh, yeah. And you got to be careful what you're doing. Well, so are you, uh, Fran? You listening on the stream? Is that what you're doing? No, I'm listening on on the radio. Really? Uh, I'm it, a primitive. No, no, no. Uh, but I'm, I'm the, but the signal's getting down to Manhattan, huh? Yeah. Well, there's a there's a problem there in the winter time. It, it takes until about nine. I used to listen to Mighty House, uh-huh. and uh, actually, I was w- waiting for uh, uh, their segment on you know, outdoor plants and whatnot, but it didn't come on this day, so I called you. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't understand something, and it's basic science. You would think that when the sun rises, there would be more radiation interference. Instead, there's less. Oh, well, so, you, know what the, you know what that's about. It's like the, it's the power of the station. There's a nighttime signal and a daytime signal, and that's I think what you're dealing yeah. with the, uh, the hamsters aren't awake yeah. yet. Yeah. Right, they 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 don't start turning the little wheels until uh, the sun goes up. So, uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening, Fran. I'm, and I'm okay. glad that, I'm glad the signal gets down there. I wasn't really sure. Thanks, oh, yeah. and uh, and and have a great Saturday. Thanks, Fran. Okay. I wanted to mention about violets. There are a number of other species that are less aggressive than the common blue violet. There's yellow violet. There are white violets. Mm-hmm. If you go um, to uh, and they still feed. The fritillaries and they do yeah. all okay. of the and viola. There's a striated. Yes, there there are a whole number. There's a prairie violet. They, all of the viola species uh, feed the fritillary, mm-hmm. and there are many to choose from. All right, we got another call coming in. Uh, let's go to Jim in Island Park. Jim, good morning. You're on the Mike Novak show. Oh, hey Mike. Hey Peggy. Hi everybody. Um, we have this horrible uh, white, like a white allium. I'm not exactly Star sure of what Bethlehem. It is. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, I think so, I, I, I Star of Bethlehem. How do you get rid of it? That's a really you know we talked about it just last week. Uh oh, was that the, that was with um, Yes, that was yep. Um I'm trying to remember the the guest. Alan uh, Armitage. Alan Armitage was on the show uh and he wrote a book uh of uh, naked ladies and forget-me-nots about the uh, naming it's also called believe it or not that plant is called sleepy dick. Believe it or not. Uh, and I, I and he inspired me to dig them all out of my yard last week. Oh, my goodness. Look oh, at that. Oh, that is yeah. not easy to do now, is it? Yeah, yeah there you I go. Did, um, since you're the professional, Monica, do you have any uh, suggestions for getting rid of uh, Star Bethlehem? Well, I would say dig them all out. And I think Peggy, now that she's dug all hers out, can tell you how far down those bulbs are. Very far. And they tend to like get right in the roots of the wild geraniums yeah. and everything else. So, yeah, th- it's not easy to get them out. Um, you could resort to, you know, I, I hate to even mention the word herbicide, but, you know, you can use herbicide on a, ha- on a glove. You have to use a, a, a chemical-resistant uh, glove under a cotton glove and just touch it to the plants, and that will, um, because it, you know, glyphosate will get down into the roots. You can, that's a less... Um, toxic way of of getting rid of them but right you, rather but you, than spraying rather than yeah. spraying it all over but if you especially if you have other plants but if you're up for it dig them all out 
Yeah, that's that's right. yeah. Unfortunately, once they get going, you know, and and the here's here's something you can do, something to keep in mind, Jim, is you don't have to do it all at once. Yeah, mm, to yeah. attack it a little bit at Good a time, point. get an area out, uh, pat yourself on the back, and then come back some other day and and go mm-hmm. for another area and and do it bit by bit. And I think the caution would be there's a real big bulb, but attached to that bulb are lots of tiny, tiny little ones that you can leave behind. Bulblets, yeah. Bulblets. But the thing is, once you're down to bulblets, you can get them out. You can just go after them every year um, until they're gone because they'll give up after a while. I mean, if you only have a few, you can actually cut just cut the greenery off the top and it will stop feeding the root. And the thing I would guess, and correct me if I'm wrong, Monica, is with Star Bethlehem, you know it's actually not an allium because there's no, no. On- onion, there's no onion smell to it. Do you get an onion smell with it, Jim? No, no. Don't, hear, don't smell anything. Yeah, so that's, that's not an allium. That's, that's Star of uh, Bethlehem. Oh, well, thank you so much. You guys are great. I'm, I really love the show. Hey, thank you. I'm, okay. so, I'm so glad you're listening. Have a great Saturday. Bye now. All right. Uh, 847-475-1590. Monica Buckley in the studio. Yeah. Um, I, I do have a question about that. I've got some in my yard that do have onion smell, and they look like Star of Bethlehem, and they're little, little like allium or onion things. Do you have any idea what those would be? Well, we do have we do have native onions, and they can be very aggressive. I, I'm not sure what you've got there. I'm, but, not, um, I, I'm not either. The native onions have kind of ball-like flowers you know they look like i haven't seen onion-y. any of these bloom because i keep r- <laughs> ripping them out before they have a chance and they're all over the place uh, and yeah. they do have an onion smell and i'm trying to figure out what they are i i was getting a little onion smell off of the smaller ones off the bulblet by the time they got to that big bulb they weren't smelling now, like i don't onions. think these are star of bethlehem but i i, I i'm pretty well sure there are anyway. there are a number of onions um and yeah. they they um you know, you just have to keep after them. You have to dig them out. So you looked at the sedge. I showed you the picture during our break of the sedge mm-hmm. that's growing in my yard. Hey, uh, oh, I was <laughs> going to talk to Ben, and he's gone. Okay. Uh, what do you think I have there? Well, I think you may have Sprangle sedge. It's actually a very nice se- Is it growing in the shade or the sun? Yeah, in the, in the shade. Okay. The thing about sedges is they can get exuberant. In which case, you do what you would do with an iris or any other plant. It, you have to treat when you when you put natives in a garden you have to kind of garden yeah so i would dig the whole thing what up. you got a garden you got to do stuff what? dig the whole thing up and divide it the same way you would because it, they do get bigger and then they reseed so you can certainly stop them you know pull out the ones that are small but you can take a big sedge and just cut cut you know take it out and just turn it upside down and cut the roots into quarters and hmm. replant them or compost the you rest know, what i was doing because it started popping up in my and I have a tiny lawn, okay? And I know somebody wrote to ask us what to do about lawns. but And I actually had a guy who wrote about clover uh, and said, how do I get rid of clover? And my question is, why do you want to get rid of clover? Because it's, it's really, it's one of the good guys. It's, you know, it's a nitrogen fixer. It is, uh, it produces uh, pollinator-friendly flowers. Um, it's tough. It can withstand drought. It stays green. What's the problem with clover? But that's me. Well, the problem with clover is like propaganda from the lawn people. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's what the problem is. You have to have a lawn that's free of everything else. I got to tell you, there's one. uh, I'm in Logan Square, and um, there's the boulevards on Logan. One of them is completely weed free, and I'm th- and and I think I know what's going on. I think there's some freak who lives across that that place and is is putting chemicals on that lawn because every other uh, little patch of boulevard there has dandelions and and other weeds, and this one is completely weed free. And I and I want to tell people who are picnicking on it, uh, don't sit on that because you don't know what's been put on that lawn. Uh, I can't imagine anybody's gone out and picked those things by hand. Uh, but that's weird. Anyway. Lawn seed used to come with clover seed. I know. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing yeah. I want to say. It used to because they knew it was good, that the biodiversity in your plants is a good thing. So we just have a few more minutes here. Uh, I'm looking at some of the, you know, you've talked about some of these plants that you think are good. And by the way, if you want more information, go to my website, MikeNovak.net. You can connect there to Monica Buckley and Red Stem Native Landscapes. But you, you sedges, trilliums, you, we already talked Virginia bluebells. Uh, wild geranium, 
wild blue phlox, which is that the woodland phlox? Is that what the they... woodland phlox doesn't get higher than eight inches or so. It's a beautiful blue bloomer. Uh, yeah. Having geranium and and phlox and Jacob's ladder with sedges blooming all at the same time mm-hmm. is all you need for a beautiful woodland if you don't want to get into the more. Isn't that you know, amazing? What, what yeah. about for late summer and fall? We have a number of um, asters and goldenrods, and goldenrods do not make you sneeze. That is, they they are they are that not is wind. A myth. That is a myth. Urban they're legend. Not, they're not wind pollinated. They just bloom at the same time as ragweed. Anyway, we have um, a, a number of, of native asters and goldenrods, and they will brighten up your dark areas uh, in the fall. There are a number of shade-tolerant uh, asters and goldenrods. So if you're, I assume we don't have too much time left, so I'll just say look up native shade goldenrods. And, and we put a link on the, the uh, uh, my... my uh Website there under the article, the blog I posted about woodland spring flora of the Chicago region. It's from the Field Museum, which you posted on your Facebook page. So we were really, really happy to do that. So, uh, Monica Buckley, thank you so much. I know there's not a lot of time. There never is. But I'm glad you're out doing this work. And uh, much success to you. Thank you. Uh, now, do you shop the co-op, the Sugar Beet Co-op? Here's why you should. Fresh local and organic produce, a huge bulk selection, high-quality dairy, eggs, and meat, vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free foods, wine, beer, cider, and spirits, fresh local breads, rolls, and baked goods, and $5 off a $15 purchase just by saying The Mike Novak Show. Sugar Beet Food Co-op uh, in Oak Park, just west of Oak Park Avenue, or at sugarbeet.coop at sugarbeet.coop. Rick DeMaio Weather, coming up next. Stick around. Let's face it, sometimes we overdo physical activity. That's when to give Dr. Bonnie Flaster a call. Dr. Flaster is a chiropractor who treats back and neck pain, but addresses foot, knee, shoulder, and wrist pain too, all with gentle, non-force adjustments. And she'll talk to you about your problems and work with you to devise the best treatment strategy. Find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Body Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good. Community Supported Agriculture, or CSA, creates a direct relationship between you and a local farmer who grows your food. You support a farmer financially up front, and your farmer provides you with local, sustainably raised food during the growing season. This could be a weekly box of vegetables, a monthly share of meat or eggs, and there are many other options. To find your farmer and the CSA that works best for you, go to bandoffarmers.org. Sign up for your CSA today. Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at MikeNow. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, mike at mikenovak.net. Speaking of the website, podcasts and blog posts are available every week at mikenovak.net. And while you're there, sign up for those posts and our newsletter on the homepage. And please, support the sponsors who support us. Look for logos and specials at mikenovak.net. This is Mike Novak, tree keeper number 417. Registration is now open for Openland's Tree Keepers Summer Course. Tree Keepers are a network of trained volunteers who take an active role in caring for trees around the Chicago area. The eight-day certification course will be held in Oak Park at the Austin Gardens Environmental Learning Center on Tuesday and Thursday evenings beginning June 1st. To learn more and to register, visit openlands.org slash treekeepers. This is your talk. And hey, this place is really something else, huh? Only on 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. Well, look who just wandered into the studio here. If it isn't... Oh, yeah, you got to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but before you do that, I wanted to... Uh, let Rick know that this song is especially for him as we come into this segment because, uh, and he'll appreciate the lyrics. Here we go. We're sailing in a strange boat, <laughs> heading for a strange shore. We're sailing in a strange boat, heading for a strange shore, carrying the strangest cargo that was. And later on, they go to say we're living in a strange world, uh, and we and real. Who, and who is this? This is uh, this is the Water Boys. 
It's oh, like oh, from the uh, 80s. Yeah. yeah, there. I'll have to dig out my Waterboys CD. Yeah. Well, it was foggy this morning, so... On the lake. (laughs) Uh, Take care of some biz here, Peggy. Logic Lawn Care works with homeowners to create beautiful, safe lawns on the North Shore. But they also work with schools, park districts, and municipalities across Chicagoland that want to manage their large turf areas naturally. And if you're concerned about your kids playing on a community lawn that's been sprayed with who knows what, be a citizen activist. Contact Logic Lawn Care and arrange a meeting with your local school or municipality. Go to LogicLawnCare.com or call 847-421-6500, 847-421-6500. And in the studio, meteor- uh, Ben, can you give me just a little more? I'm feeling like a, <clears throat> there, just a little bit of level there. There we go. In the studio, Rick DeMaio, meteorologist uh, and uh, TV star. No, 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 no. I'm not a TV star. <laughs> yes. Give him a ding. <laughs> yes, yes, you are, dude. Nothing I you just can do, do about what it. I do. I know, and you do it well. And, Thanks. Uh, so I'm, uh, have you got some more dates set up on uh, Yeah, w- I'm, in, I'm, in, uh, I'm on Fox uh, today. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, usually Saturdays. Yeah, yeah, Saturdays, Sunday, all day Monday. I'm doing the noon to nine, and then I think also Tuesday as well. Wow. Wow. So, yep, well. I, I take them as they send them <laughs> <laughs> until I say no. Uh, and I actually spend or, the they, or they stop sending them, right? Or they stop sending them, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm basically done there by the end of June. You said that before. Yeah. But that no, 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 no. It was like, May. You were saying. I know, that. I know, no. I'm for sure done by the end of June. That's when they're bringing in uh, a new person, and okay. that's fine because I'll they'll give me about a week to recuperate before I leave for Iceland on the. Oh, that's fourth. right. Yeah. I am so. Yeah, we, je- we could talk about that another time. Okay, I'm jealous. Yeah, I don't want to think of Iceland on a day where we actually have sunshine and well, 60s. Well, okay. Well, here's the deal, though. Why don't you, mm-hmm. if you will come in yeah. or or even call on a Sunday morning because we got two hours on Sundays now. Right. We can talk about the Iceland. Because I'm very yeah. excited. Yeah, about we could it. do Iceland on Sunday. Give us more time. To All talk right, about that it. sounds yeah. great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, beautiful sunny day, but the the pattern has just been yeah ridiculous. It's been relentless. I think yeah. I counted this morning 19 out of the last 26 days of rain. Uh-huh. Uh, we had another half inch yesterday, bringing our total up to about I think three and a half inches for the month. But some areas in the Midwest are well over six inches, um, and we're actually seven inches. Greater than uh, seven inches above normal rainfall. Wow. And the thing about it is, um, I think, and, and I was listening to your uh, callers before, um, it's not it's not come in, in, in bunches. It's come in little, little samples here and there. Mm-hmm. We've gotten half inch, three quarters of an inch. And we haven't had the, the, you know, sunshine and warm temperatures and dry weather to allow things to really kind of like say, okay, let's just start growing. Yeah. It's been really wet over many, many days with, you know, half inch, three quarters of an inch there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what's getting people down. You know, even getting into the garden, it's like, okay, it's muddy. It's muddy. <laughs> but it's green. You know, so you, And all the you, lilacs yeah. are still out. Yeah, the lilacs are still out. Uh, the tulips had their had their show, you know. But, we, and, but the tulips lasted a mm-hmm. long time, except In, for the ones that bloomed on those 80 degree days. Yeah. Right. They had a couple of them. But, a lot of them just lasted forever. It was great. Yeah, I was walking through um, uh, Loyola University's campus the other day, this this Tuesday night, um, and it's amazing how many lilacs you smelled without even having to be within 10 yeah. feet of them, Peg. So, yeah, yeah. you that mentioned and the, that. The li- non-native lily of the valley. You can yeah. just smell them in the air. Right. And I, was, I rode my bike through the Glenview Forest Preserve yesterday, went all the way from Central all the way up to Tower Road. It's about an eight-mile round trip. Mm-hmm. And it's just the, the, the many shades of green is just blowing me away. Uh, so it's, you know, from that standpoint, it's nice. Uh, but I think we want a little bit of a break from the rain. And unfortunately, as you were alluding to, we're not going to get it. Really? No. So the pattern continues. Yeah. This is the one dry day today. Then we'll get back into rain late tonight. There's a huge complex out across southwest Iowa and northwest Missouri. That'll be in here probably after midnight. Tomorrow looks more like a cloudy, rainy day. Uh, kind of like what we had yesterday afternoon. By the way, if you were out yesterday afternoon at about 4 in the afternoon, it was awful. It was 54 mm-hmm. degrees with the yeah. wind off the lake and mm-hmm. steady rain. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, this ain't the, the, the February, this isn't the Friday of Memorial Day that we're used to around here. No. no. But we get that. Memorial Day weather yeah. is, Memorial Day weekend weather is always up and down, up and down. But yesterday for a Friday afternoon, I was pretty disappointed. So what, you know, people are thinking about Memorial Day. What do they uh, can expect on Monday? Um, well, first let's get through okay. t- let's tomorrow. Get through. <laughs> Today's Saturday. So rain tomorrow. 
Ah. Um, I think bulk of the rain, though, goes south of us uh, by tomorrow afternoon. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is going to be, you know, it's like now people are not so much, is it going to rain, but when is it going to rain and for how long? (laughs) So it's like three or four hours of rain late tonight into tomorrow morning, but the rest of tomorrow looks kind of cloudy. The good news for those people living along the lake, no lake breeze tomorrow. Thank you. But there's a lake breeze today. Yeah, if you feel it out there. I mean, literally, yeah. the lake breeze is kicking in. So it's all about trying to take advantage of what you have, which isn't much. Yeah. Uh, so like what I did yesterday, I literally went west five miles to get away from the lake breeze. Ah. So in Evanston, when I left my house, it was 57 degrees. When I got to the Glenview Forest Preserve, mm-hmm. it was 73 Okay. Wow. So just by driving yep. five miles, I went. Yeah, it's like forty-one is is exactly the transition zone. Yeah, that's a good point. Route forty-one is literally where you go from the sixties to the seventies, and it's, it'll be like that again today. Monday, though, we get back into northwest flow. Northwest flow means the wind is coming out of the northwest, right. and the pattern literally goes cold and dry uh, for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, which will mean this time of the year temperatures sixties and lower seventies, but. Everything indicates we get right back into a cool, wet pattern for next weekend. We could we could be talking about three consecutive days of rain and temperatures in the fifties. You know, and I've been telling people, you know, wait till June first to plant your tomatoes. I'm not even, yeah. As long as we don't get into the forties, no, 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 no. That's hard to do this time of the year. The ground's pretty wet. Yeah. Um, So. But I and I, I had somebody write to me and say my tomato's been out for two months and they're still alive. So you know, yeah. I tell you. <laughs> they're yeah. not and, doing anything, but they're alive. Yeah, and and it's warm out across the western United States. Temperatures in the eighties again up into British Columbia. Um, it's been hot down in Texas. So basically, from the Great Lakes to the Northeast, it has been cool and it has been wet. But hot elsewhere, which is you know we and 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 you tend to think about your the climate where you are. And and if your particular year is having a cool year, you say, "What's all this stuff with the the, the warm up in right. the, on the globe?" Because right. it's cool here. Yeah, and you know, and you know, speaking of that, you know, Trump, Donald Trump, President Trump, I gave him his accolades there, um, is in uh, Europe during for the G seven, mm-hmm. and a lot of pressure from the European leaders saying, "Do not pull out of the climate, uh, the Paris Agreement." And it's it's I, I hear this stuff like, "Well, he's still learning. He's synthesizing information from someone else." <sighs> I mean, come on, give me a break. You're committed to some things, but you can't can't be committed to something that's that important. Um, So we're not sure exactly which way he's going to go on this. And there was a great article I just sent you from Coral Davenport from New York Times that talks about all the different things he's supposedly considering. Uh, But the bottom line is we got to stay with the agreement. We really do. We really do. Mm -hmm. Rick DeMaio, such a pleasure to have you here in the studio. And, yeah, let's talk about what. When do you leave for Iceland? Uh, July 4th. Wow. Okay, yeah. cool. We'll have you on one Sunday in June then. Without and, a doubt. And we'll talk about that. All yeah. right, I want to thank the folks uh, who are on the show today. Monica Buckley from uh, Red Stem Native Landscapes. Rick DeMaio, meteorologist, who will be on Fox today, uh, local Fox uh, in Chicago. And when And when again, did you say? Uh, tomorrow, Monday noon, 5 and 9, and then Tuesday. All right. Until tomorrow at 9 a.m. to 11, go green or go home. Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much. Captain's log, stardate 42326.1. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mr. Wolf, status report. Inexplicable, Captain. They appear to be perambulating vegetables. We are being stalked by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Worf. Asparagus officinalis, or killer asparagus, was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak. Mike Novak. I'm familiar with his work. Mike Novak was one of the smartest, funniest people in the horticultural world of the 21st century. Sound red alert. Shields up. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe? Author of my favorite children's stories. Captain, I am attempting to access a copy of the masterpiece. Hmm, it seems to be available online at AroundTheBlockPress.com. 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 Yes, Mr. Watt. Yes, Captain. AroundTheBlockPress.com. How many times can I say it?